A reading from the Book of Snowflower. Strong Son of God, immortal love, whom we that have not seen thy faith, by faith and faith alone embrace, believing what we cannot prove. Thine are these orbs of light and shade. Thou madest life in man and brute. Thou madest death, and lo, thy foot is on the skull which thou hast made. Thou wilt not leave us in the dust. Thou madest man, he knows not why. He thinks he was not made to die, and thou hast made him, thou art just. Thou seemest human and divine, the highest, holiest manhood thou. Our wills are ours, we know not how. Our wills are ours to make them thine. Our little systems have their day. They have their day and cease to be. They are but broken lights of thee, and thou, O Lord, art more than they. We have but faith we cannot know. For knowledge is of things we see, and yet we trust it comes from thee. A beam in darkness, let it grow. It's time for Dungeon Dads. He will Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Dungeon Dads. Every war must end. As always, I'm your DM, Tom Blaylock, and I'm joined today, as always, by John Watson playing the wizard Ionis Silhavine. What's up, John? I'm good. And Tim Carr playing the warlock Phil near Omajira. What's up, Tim? Still trying to take it all in, trying to wrap my head around it all. You guys ready to do this thing? Yeah. No. Ugh. Yeah. Well, when we left off, you saw the light wells follow your friend Abel after he was pulled back from the stone and he got to flame out in a sort of a blazer glory for lack of a better word. <laughs> and after a few minutes of you running down toward him, uh, seeing skeletons explode, you saw him fight a giant troll skeleton. He disappeared into a room that was down at the bottom of the, of the ramp and the lights from the light well turned off. You still have your wall of force up. No, he dropped that. I, I dropped, he dropped it. it. Okay. Mm. And Phil near you dropped your, uh, your yeah, the shadow, shadow of oil. oil. It's yeah, it's gone. I'm over the armor. And and Felipe is there and he's just delivered to you a a real tongue lashing about military tactics. All right, we should come and do what we've come to do. <sighs> what is left to do, Felipe? 
Look around. We must, yes, we must see what what we must see what the beast has left. See if we have some way of truly claiming this cave for ourselves. Aside from ridding it of the evil that was here. We don't have an army to replace them, do we? Where were these things coming from? Where do these tunnels lead? Can we block them off? Can we turn them off? We do have labor, but I suppose you make a point. We don't have miners. Well, Filnir, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring that armor with us, then then pick it up. If not, just leave it. Felipe reaches down and picks up the spear and twirls it around and says, it's a little bit long for me, but I've used all my dagger axes. Do you gentlemen mind if I carry the spear of Abel Snowflower? Was was it was it there? I thought Abel took it with him down to the room. Uh, was, it, yeah. was it a magic weapon? Because if not, it would have... It, it is a magic too. weapon. It is okay. a magic weapon, but you're you're right. It's not there. Never mind. <laughs> I would like to carry the spear of evil snow. Felipe scampers off into the other room and comes back out. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not no. He doesn't. Not yet. Well, I um, what's there, Ionis? I'd, I'd the at least room? like to at least I'd at least like to confirm where he went and. What happened? Maybe we could venture forth. Do I see anything? I guess I don't see anything laying around here that looks like a um, a, 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 a an urn or a, some kind of jar. No phylactery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where you are now, um, no, you don't see anything like that. I'll tell you, it is dark. AF, and I know you had uh, smoked your your bulla cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely gonna have to get take another drag, but it's so dark down here. Even you, Filnir, like it's almost a complete lack of any light at all. Um, so with your dark vision, you can still see things, but it's so gray. It's so like everything is so gray where you are right now. Well, feeling. Um... Feeling like feeling that we are relatively safe. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a torch out of my backpack and um, put my hand on my spell book to check on it. Okay, uh, so your spell book is not in your backpack. Where where could where could it be? I'm looking all over for it. Where? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not here. What's not here, Ernest? My my book. I put it here in my. I put it here in my bag. You didn't leave it. That's right. You brought it. I needed uh, it if we were going to have any of my rituals. Where could it have gone? Who was in your bag? Felipe, what have you done with his book? Uh, no, it's not I. Well then, there's no one else here, is there? We 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 have just fought. A great caster, greater than any of I, I have ever seen, and I have seen the Moonbrook Elves in action. Um, have I, you seen a mage hand snatch something s- out of a backpack unnoticed? I did not see. I did not see such a thing. No, nor did I. 
Or perhaps oh. it is here somewhere. I'll li- I'll light a torch as well. Okay. And and he looks at you expectantly and asks and sort of like with his hand out. It, <laughs> Do you need another one? I one have for another. Felipe. Yes, please. Okay, I'll give him one. That's fine. Okay. Um, I have enough. Uh, and then uh, I'll stand up slowly and uh, sort of poke my way, you know, poke my eyes toward the uh, toward the cave that Abel went to at the end. We haven't explored that yet, right? No, you have not. Okay. Yes, let's do this. How close are we? Uh, how close are we to the body of uh, Brink? Uh, the body of Brink is how? How was he killed? He was he was ended with a sunbeam. Is that correct? I think yeah. I think Abel did. He was invisible. I hit him with a fireball, and I think then Abel hit him with a sunbeam. The dust of Brink is uh, not far from you, but, you know, 30, 40 feet. You can get to him and get to the dust of him. There's some robes there that are clearly, like, uh, have been cooked by your fireball. Um, he has he has no items that clearly there, uh, but you do know that he, um, just from what Florn told you, uh, he is a collector of things. So it, likely these things are not going to be too far away. Well, my so my my question uh, then is he's dust. He's dust. Okay, okay. Because uh, I I had set up a contingency that if I got within five feet of him that I would do a thunder step. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but is it him? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the question. Is it, I think he's been changed into a different form of matter now. I so. guess. Yeah. What was the wording on your contingency? Yeah. Right. Let's get into. Let's get a lawyer over here. And... <laughs> I won't make you blow up Filnir and Felipe with a thunder step. Uh, I think you've done enough. <laughs> I think you're probably. Think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Uh, wow. I, I. So yes. If if that has Tim's, a... Tim's face right now. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to look out for you too. <laughs> um, uh, it, so yeah, it, the first thing Jonas would do would be to check the Alhoun dust and the okay. ropes and things, yeah. and and check and see if if there's a a book or anything on him. It and, looks it looks um, frightfully similar to the leftover dust that Abel left behind. Okay. Okay. And as you said, nothing on him. Yeah, it just there's nothing. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like there's no rings. There's no nothing. There's no nothing. And you know the stuff that you launched at him would probably only take care of like uh, cl- clothing, maybe. Right. But, right. You know, but not even like leather armor or anything like that. It's nothing there. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll check it. Um, and then with a uh, missing my book will kind of shake me out of my uh, zombie-like state and. I'm going to push on toward that room. Okay. Do you have locate item or any of that, anything like that on your character sheet? I don't. Okay. All right. So, uh, Felipe gets sort of toward the opening of this extra room and, uh, and he extinguishes his flame and he says, human, I, I think you probably ought to do the same. Um, come close, come close. And he passed, he uh, casts uh, on you and he says, um, um, as we move through this space of the cave, let our feet fall 
like like rain through the clouds and uh and you kind of you you feel the difference and you can sort of see as you're walking if you would like to you can sort of step on things without causing sound uh it's almost like you can see pathways in the darkness that um would would allow you to sort of blend in a little bit with the cave walls and he says let us go this room is large and it is foreign to me aren't we, aren't we safe why do i need to uh, yeah why do we need to exchange why do we need to extinguish our flame i i would rather not disturb anything that is here i do not detect anything right now but would we not be better off seeing it coming well you and i should have no problem with that half elf um fair enough but we can see further but i suppose it can see us as well it might be able to see us i'm gonna send a saber in and do his 60 foot echolocate and i'm gonna see through him okay so that's awesome so this room, uh, you know, I won't belabor it. You, I described it last week, um, or last, last time it, it's very big. Um, the, uh, probably 200 feet, uh, across the room. I'm assuming he's sort of flying around like a drone mapping this thing out a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, it, there is that the dais looks like a, like a giant sacrificial table. And there is a, humanoid form that has like slumped over and it looks like is dead there is a door uh to the west that that looks very ornate and it's about seven or eight feet it's about eight feet high but other than the fact that it's very large it looks like a normal door and then from the dais um you can see that there is, uh, it looks like a wall, but with his echolocation, Saber sends back a message that like that wall seems to be false. If he flies over close to it, there's about 30 feet beyond the illusion. And then he senses just pure iron. Okay. I relay this to my comrades. And I say it. Uh, it appears to be. It appears to be safe. Feel near. Uh, I. I may leave. I leave. I may leave my torch aflame. What do you say? I'm up for it, and I'll um, dismiss my bow and bring back uh, quiet dark. Put it in its scabbard so that I've got it on my person. But I'll hold the torch. All right. And Felipe says, "Do you mind if I go a little ahead of you? Then outside of the range of your." the light that your Be our torches guest. I plan to go to the door do you see the door there half elf I do I, I I think I think we should go there should we not check the chamber around it first good idea <laughs> all right so so we'll move in all right and when you get closer, because you have to walk past the dais to get there, and and when you get over close to it, it's it, it actually shape wise, 
almost identical to all the other ones that you have seen. Um, similar under common markings on it. Um, it does have a uh, a gutter that goes around it that um, it's crusted in blood mm-hmm. and 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 recent blood and uh, and you also see uh, several like tentacled octopus faces like all like all along the uh top of the dais that looks like it's been drawn with a finger is perhaps giving it a little too much control in the sense of like um Mm -hmm. it's not perfect it's sort of but it looks like either a child with large thumbs had has done this or something else but it it's clearly face of something like an octopus but with tentacles on it it could be an illithid uh, sort of hard, sort of hard to tell uh, um, okay. with with uh, just sort of crusted blood. Um, and is the humanoid that was slumped over? Is that dark humanoid? gray skin? Certainly the dead. Mask, yeah, it's definitely dead. Um, the mask that it's wearing um, has been just like chopped to pieces, um, but it is clearly what you would well, what you would guess is like a mask for, of Ehi. Okay. And then this thing, it it looks kind of like a human. Um, give me a history or um, history or arcana check. Either one. Just Filner? No, you can both give it to me. Felipe doesn't recognize this shit at all. He tells you so. Oh, shit. Natural one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Natural one. Got a plus eight on that mess. History check. 15 total. You have heard about these things as a, as a, as an ambassador and a, and a person who works in, um, historical societies and around historical societies. Uh, you've never seen one of these things before, but this is what's known as a Grimlock. It is, uh, basically the human equivalent of a Durger. Several generations at least of humans who have lived underground without going above the surface. Um, And this thing has holes in his right cheek and his left cheek that sort of align that have healed up, um, but are still, looks like he probably couldn't drink water without things spilling out from it. And you can see that the mask that he was wearing actually has spikes that would fit into his cheeks in the two places they've been pierced. Um, other than that, uh, he looks like a sort of a spindly six foot one, six foot two human. Uh, if you search him, feel around in his robes and he has, it would almost be comically large. Okay, wait, hold it right there. I don't know if I want that information. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like a comically large key. Um, and it is, and it is, uh, it is wrought iron and, and uh, it looks like it has been, it has been crafted out of the, like the exact same thing as the demons swords that okay. that Abel picked one up of like 
it's even sharp on one of the sides that has been sort of twisted around to form the basic shape of a key. Heavy, like 10 pounds. Like this thing is like this key is like 10 pounds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's Um, it's pure iron. I suppose I'll search him then and find that. Oh, that's it. That's super easy. That's like his robes are, his robes are pulling him down by this Because of the key. Yeah. Because of the key. Yeah. Um, this may be useful, but I think we can leave it for now while we check the rest of the room. Agree. I'll agree. point it out. Why oh, the gods feel near? What is that thing? It looks to be an oversized key, but if I we are the in... thing sitting here. Oh, it is a, a grimlock. It is... Well, you know what a durga is. It's essentially a human version of a durga. It's they've lived underground. They've lost their skin tone they've adapted to life in the dark why do you suppose only gnomes remain heroic when they live underground just the swerf nerblin are the only ones who seem to to maintain their sanity have you noticed that until just now but yeah, drows are still proud creatures but they 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 do they do pray to they do pray to terribly evil gods i suppose that's just the matter of the perspective but yes we have humans that pray to evil gods as well don't we i suppose any god of war would be would count as evil depending on which side you're on i would appreciate watch your tongue felipe appreciate you speaking better of the fallen I just want you to know he he spoke to me several times and I I did get the sense from him he was no fan of his god he felt seemed to feel trapped by his god Abel's relationship with Tempest was certainly curious sometimes adversarial I will not disagree Uh Ionis is this the wall that you were saying was not really there Yes yeah yes this one this one here I'm going to just get away from the conversation and put my I'll, hand. I'll walk at it like a blindfolded person trying to, feel, <laughs> you know, yeah. but like I'll reach for it like I can see it and then, but just like try to reach through. Yeah. As soon as you touch it, your hand goes right through it and you sort of, you see that it's just, it's an illusion, but it's almost, it's not a magical illusion. It is actually the way the walls have been cut. It produces this effect that's almost like a magic eye effect okay. that it looks like it's sort of, it's pulled out a little bit, but once you sort of recognize that it's not actually there, you can see that it's sort of obscuring a, uh, 20 foot high iron gate that is barred from your side with, uh, with a, with a, with an iron, rod that is probably 25 feet long um uh a foot and a, and a foot a foot wide um square so it's a, sort of a, a a square shape that 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 extends all the way across for 20 feet um this thing it, it's hard to even imagine how much this thing weighs but it it looks like it looks like if it could be lifted 
three or four feet, you could unbar this door. It is not rusted at all. It looks like it's well tended, like a cast iron griddle. Well, we may need help with this one. That is solid iron, 20 feet long. We might be able to leverage it somehow, but maybe it's prudent to have reinforcements first in case we have adversaries on the other side. Yeah, what on earth know. could be there? What would, what, would a, what would an illithid like this be so afraid of that he would bar the door? Are there gates? I mean, are there, is it gated like a, like prison bars? No, it's like, it's like a solid iron gate. Okay. Well, I suppose. And it opens out. Sorry, it opens in, it opens in toward you. So the, so the, the the hinges are, are, are on your side. Right. And they also look very well tended and well oiled. Well, perhaps we explore this after we've explored the other door. Is there yes, anything perhaps. else in that? Is anything else in that room? I thought you mentioned. Yeah, there are. There's a. Uh, um, there's several um, large uh, amphora uh, jugs that are that are around um, that have huge amounts of dust in them. Uh, and, uh, and some of them have, have scenes drawn on them that look like battle scenes. Um, and, and it it looks like things have been burned inside of them. And when I say huge, I mean, five feet tall and two and a half to three feet wide at the narrow uh, you know radius at the narrowest and out to five or six feet it's a sort of like balloon out like a vase and they could sort of come up and and narrow at the top this is a room that's been that was made for and by giants mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ionis, you mentioned um wait did you mention in character or was this you asking out of character john if there were like you know, when we the phylactery question that was out of character, right? That was out of character, yeah. All right, never mind. Um, Ionis, what, what do you think these would be for? Do you think these are decorative? I mean, they're in a giant's mind, but I do not know if, if, if they're actually burning things within them. I mean, they they could be just some form of torch, but doesn't seem right i'm gonna run an arcana check on the can room I, can i put my torch on top of one of one sure. like hold it above and just see if yeah. anything catches yeah i don't know if so, i can reach in it because they're pretty high right or are they on the floor uh, they're they're on the floor you could you could, i mean you can actually you're five four is that right you, i mean uh, um, yeah, I'm short, but yeah, I think if that's you, right. If you step on your tiptoes and sort of like crane your neck, Five, you can three, see the yeah. dust that's in there. Right. Um, so you can definitely put a torch up in it. Um, Just to see if anything catches. So so when you lift your torch up and hold it over the amphora, the torch lights up not far away the face of Felipe Madamba. 
and you can see that he is visibly shaken. Looks like he is ready to run out of this room. Felipe. And he says, I've seen this before. What is it? Tell us. These are the things they would put you in in order to make you into a sword. Should we destroy them? I don't know. I think they've just been used. I don't know. Is that what that Grimlock? Was that... Does this look like they just channeled someone? Is that what you're saying? Is it hot? Is it hot? Separately from where my torch touched? Uh, it's warmer than the room. Um, but it's not like a... It's like a fire that's been out for 20 hours, but there's still a few embers in there. It feels maybe a bit warm, but not not very recently hot, but warmer than it should be in this room. It should feel cool, and it does not. Lift me up. Lift me up. Okay. And I'll, let him, I'll let him climb my knee and he, go up as he needs to. He goes up, and he reaches his hand in the amphora, and he, like moves his hand around and and he pulls out one of these iron giant machete looking demon swords and he says this is not charnled but they were going to do it and i believe and he smells it and he turns it around he says i think they weren't going to just put one creature into these this amphora is full of burned meat. And he produces from his hand that he's had stuck in the thing in there. And he, he sort of rubs the dust between them and it falls through. And you can see almost like panning for gold. He, as he, as the dust sort of goes away, you have, he has small pieces of burned bone all in his hand. And he says, evil, evil. And he drops it back in. And he says, we should burn it all. We should burn all of this down. But how do you burn a mine? It's stone. We might be I able to destroy know. these. I don't know. Well, we'll put that on our list of things to do. I would not mind cleansing this place, as it were. But... We have to make it back to the surface first. What is... Is the door the last thing we have to check in there, Tom? The door is the last thing, yeah. All right, let's open that door. Be ready for anything. While Stop. he's doing that... Stop. Yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, no, just while, while they're doing that, I'm going to run an Arcana check on the room, see if I can sense my book or any other books or magic or anything. That's 25. Um, this doesn't look like the, like the kind of place you'd keep a book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, you could search through the amphora, but like, if your book was in one of these things while it was burning, obviously it would probably be burnt up. But yeah, none of them were no hot point. enough to burn your book. Um, it looks like these things were used in a ritual that was a magical ritual for sure. Um, uh, recently, mm-hmm. um. You do get the sense from the sword that's there that it's not done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I how much how much did Abel tell you about how blades are charnelled? 
Uh, he did not tell me much. Okay. It's it, it. It's really hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. But your book is not here. And uh, anything coming from the door? Uh, give me a perception check. This is all of you. Give me a perception check. Even uh, Felipe is going to give one. He puts his ear up to the door too. Fourteen for Jonas. Okay. Twenty for Filner. Okay, and. Yeah, Felipe. <laughs> Felipe says, "Don't worry, there's nothing here." Um, <laughs> Wait a second. Um, <laughs> um, Filnir, uh, twenty is good. Um, you think you hear movement on the other side of this door, or at the very least, breathing? I'll whisper, Felipe Ionis. I'm pretty sure something is on the other side of this door. I cannot tell what. It sounds alive. At the very least, it's breathing that I'm hearing. Should we announce ourselves? No. Or open the door and take whatever's inside by surprise? I'm going to say in Filnir's mind. Oh, that's right. We have the telepathic talk. I think actually we can still talk. I think we can still talk this way, Filnir, to be honest. Hi, <laughs> Paulson. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but but I say I, I I am ready. If you want, if you open the door, I am ready. As am I. And I'll put the torch. I'll set the. Is there are there sconces or anything you can put the torch into so you can see? Or I can. Uh, I guess yeah, I can stick it actually, into one of the vases and just have it. It's actually actually this door does have uh, two sconces with equipped oil lamps with oil in them uh, like against the wall so you could light those oil lamps yeah um uh and uh and felipe says hold hold let me do this and he sits down on the ground and he begins to pray and uh there's a uh sort of a trimmer uh around him and it it, it is enough of a trimmer that um <laughs> like someone on the other side of the door might be able to hear it um but they've surely already heard you traipsing around this room. Uh, you haven't like purposely been been uh, right. um, trying to be Quiet. super stealthy. Yeah. Um, and uh, a very small little creature sort of appears in his hand, almost like smoke. And then, and he takes it and is holding it in his hand, and he sets it on the ground. And this little bitty um, winged creature, smaller than Felipe, even darts up in the air and, and says, Master, what is your bidding? And he says, All right, it's good to see you again. Shall we do this? And the small creature flies up to the door and says, I hear your thoughts, Master. As always, I hear your thoughts. And, uh, and it goes next to the door and it, sort of go, leans down and pops and disappears into the room. And Felipe says, she does not see anything. Vilnia, are you sure? I heard what sounded like breathing. Suppose it could have been wind. We are in a cave that may have weird echoes, but can she see well? No. 
Maybe she should look hot. She harder. does not see well at all. I just looked at the character sheet. There is no dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there any space under the door? Very little. Very little. Uh, I'm going to let Saber land on the ground, go flat, and then make sound under the door. He immediately hears two creatures. One small and one medium. <laughs> bigger, th- bigger than small. Feel near. There are two creatures in there. I'm supposing one of them is, uh, is Felipe's whatever that was. And there's definitely something else in there. As I thought. <laughs> well... <laughs> I suppose we should clear the mine, shall we? For Abel. For Abel. For the priest of war. And we open the door. Okay. Is it open? So uh, it opens. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to roll for initiative. All right, 14 for Aeonis. 12 for Filnir. Okay. Not what I was hoping for for this turn. <laughs> well, let's see here. So uh, so you open this door, and you're sort of backlit. So, uh, so you, you're still outside the, the room. The oil lamps are on, so it's sort of very hard to see inside this room. And, uh, and um, you see that about... 10 feet in is a small pixie like creature. The one that Felipe created and, uh, and, and that's sort of it. This room is super dark. Your torchlight is illuminating the first 10 feet or so of it. Um, it is what you see so far. Uh, very fancy. It, the, the ground is covered in, some kind of uh, rug that is changing color. It's it's clearly been woven. Jonas, you are up first. Um, I don't see anything. Uh, you, you don't see anything. Okay. Uh, I mean, you see is... what you see. You see the first ten feet in, and and the uh, and the the pixie, but you don't see anything. But else. I don't see the. I, I know that there's something there, but you know I, I don't there. see. I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. This this is this hurts a little bit, but um, I'm assuming it is. Felipe opened the door. Filnir standing ready with a sword, and uh, and I'm behind Filnir. Yes, that's correct. Um, Filnir has quiet dark out. Yep. Is it dark enough? Is the sword invisible? Y- yes. Okay. Um, I he opens the door. I don't see anything, and uh, I immediately cast greater invisibility on Filnir. <laughs> All right. Cool. Felipe is going to move. He is going to cast healing spirit, and. You see, uh, oh no, he's not. That's also concentration. Nope, he's just going to move into this room. He moves into the darkness and he disappears beyond his pixie. 
and then you see that his pixie um, sort of misty steps back out to you and creates a small, like, like a very small cloud of darkness right in front of you, Jonas. It's only about five feet tall. Um, and she says, you could duck if you choose. And I will hide you. What's that? Yeah, you can, you can use, do you want to use a reaction? I was just gonna let you do a free action. Uh, Free action. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Free action. Yep. Okay. All right. And so Filnir is invisible. Felipe Madamba is inside the darkness and he is going to be attacked and he is going to be surprised. So that's a straight roll then, yeah. S- straight roll. Um, and that is going to hit him. And six piercing and 26 poison damage. And... Damn, that's crazy poison. He's going he's gonna to roll just the piercing part of this again. There's no... Seven, seven, 13. No, nothing okay. on the poison. No save or anything. Uh, he's gonna, yeah. He'll, I mean, he's gonna have to save for this. Um, all right. Constitution, Felipe. That sucks. Fourteen. So he is. Uh, so he takes a lot of damage. Suddenly, Felipe goes, "Ah, he's here! He's here!" And the pixie says, "Oh no! Oh no!" And then she, let's see if she disappears. And she disappears. And your darkness protecting you, Jonas, also disappears. <laughs> oh, Felipe Madamba. Oh, it's terrible. Okay. All right. Um, and it is you, Filnir. Now, do I see anybody? Um, you can see Felipe. And then from the shadows just to the side of him, uh, um, you see a uh, another Grimlock. And this Grimlock looks like he's he's built to party. He's got leather armor on, um, and he's got two short swords out. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <sighs> what to do? What to do? All right. Well, I'm invisible, so I'm going to... Um, make my way over to him uh, and swing my sword. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, which should get advantage, right? Because I'm invisible? Yep. Okay. All right, here we go. That is uh, 13 to hit on the first one. That's not going to do it. All right, and then I will swing again. 23 to hit. Yeah, that's going to definitely hit. <laughs> um, okay. And that does six slashing damage, but I'm not in the mood for this bullshit. So I'm going <laughs> to smite him. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Which happens at fifth level. Um, one second. Let me roll my dice here. It's a few D8. Uh, that ends up with 19 damage and he is prone. Oh, does he have to save for it or is he just, just automatically prone? 
Nope. If he's less than huge, I can knock him prone. All right. Jeez, that's a that's that's pretty huge. Okay. Um, so so you you knock him down and as you so as as your as your sword first hits him and the sort of uh the 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 dark the dark uh power of of your of your master of your pact um lashes out at him you see that from the bottom of the right side of his chin of his uh, jaw actually a tiny tentacle pops out from it and uh, he turns to look at you very surprised and well, obviously see doesn't see you, you yeah. know? Um, <laughs> and then he is like knocked to the ground and skitters across and he, and he makes this super weird sound and you see that the tentacle comes into his mouth. And as it does, so you hear him speak directly and say, where's my master? And it is you, Jonas. And you see all of this. You see the weird-looking Grimlock on the ground with a with his tentacle in his mouth. All right. Um, I and the room is becoming a little bit clearer to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a bedroom, a bedchamber, and it is full of both human books and these little these little cages that are full of long steel poles that have something on them. It's hard to tell what they are, but they have these squiggly lines on them. Okay. Uh, I see that he's, that he's pathetic, but we've got to, we've got to get rid of him, especially how bad he hurt Felipe. Um, I'm going to hold my hand out and I'm going to cast uh, frostbite on him. That's a DC 16, Con save. Con save. Okay, let's see if he can do it. That is, he gets an 18. Okay, all right. Con save. So that's, uh, I got potent cantrip, so he'll take half of that. It's I wrote an 11, so I guess five damage. So do you get to add your intelligence modifier to all cantrips or just to cantrips with uh, attack rolls? Uh, no, I add them to all cantrips and, and uh, I added I added the four to it. Oh, okay. It was just okay. really, it was just really, I rolled it's a five, a, it's five sort of a one and a one, and then plus roll. four. Yeah, it's a okay. sad roll. So. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, he's, oh, but you're not my master. Where is my master? I can't hear him in my brain. Okay. And, uh, and Felipe, <laughs> he is really like not having this, but he's got this guy on the ground and he is going to lash out at him. With advantage. Um, with it's advantage. Yeah. It is melee. It is, in fact, melee. Oh. Thank you for the setup, half-elf. And uh, he hits. And... Ooh, nice. He's going to hit him again. And so he slashes out. Um, and both of his hits are just like... You know, the guy's laying down on the ground and Felipe is now just, you know, he's, he's tiny. He's only about two and a half feet tall. And so he is actually just like, you know, knife cutting down like, uh, like a 1980s, um, uh, horror film with an ice pick, like just right in the guy's 
uh, chest and he stabs him two times really, really bad. And uh, and he says, keep hitting him. He's not dead yet. And uh, this weird looking uh, uh, human um, Grimlock stands up and uh, and he looks like he's about to try to cast something. <laughs> um, but instead of casting anything, he darts past you. Can I get a reaction? Uh, uh, no. He has taken the uh, the disengage uh, action. So he, so he, so he, so he, but don't worry, don't worry. So don't worry though. Um, he doesn't get very far because he had to Half use it as an action. So he, he gets out uh, about to Jonas and it is now your turn, Phil near. All right. I guess I have to close the distance. Uh, and swing some more. Kill him, kill him! Uh, 20 to hit. Cumulative. Uh, that hits, yes. Uh, six slashing. I feel like my dice are stuck on this number. That's a <laughs> one on my D8. It's not wow. good. It's the same as I rolled last time. <laughs> That's really uh, bad. No, it's really bad. Uh, okay, here comes the second swing. Uh, 19 to hit. That's gonna hit. Let's find that floor, shall we? Uh, Let's see. Eight. <laughs> okay. Hits. At least eight that damage. Much. I mean. Okay. <laughs> All right. You you hit him. He still is like, I mean, he obviously knows there's an invisible thing that's hitting him, but he is very confused about why his master is not bringing him to her. Ooh, her. Yes. <laughs> there's mm. a tell. Mm. Um, All right. Well, that's my turn. All right. Uh, and it's back to you, Jonas. You have a Grimlock with a tentacle sticking out of his jaw and going into his mouth right next to you. Oh, you killed my master. Where's the death of her on it? Where's the death of her on it? <sighs> oh, I'm, I'm so spent, but we got to take this guy down. Um, all right. He's coming, and I, I just kind of stumble back and release a magic missile on the guy. Uh, and that's going to be, um, that's a three. So three plus one plus four, oh. uh, which is an eight times three. Jeez. <laughs> which is going to be 24 damage. Wow. I, he just like pop, pop, pop. He hits him. He is so confused right now. Like he's so crazy confused as what's going on. You just see, like he is now seeing that like the other Grimlock is a dead on the dais. He sees the iron uh, sword that has been pulled from the amphora, and and he turns to look at you, Jonas, and uh, um. And he looks like he's going to cast something and then nothing happens as a reaction to when you're attacking him. And Felipe Madamba throws uh, the last, his last dagger axe at this dude. <laughs> and it hits and it just hits him square in the head. And, and you see a small trickle of black blood. And as it goes down his nose, the blood turns red from black 
and then before it goes down, it drips over his his mouth. The tentacle is still in his mouth, and then before it gets down to the bottom of his tentacle, it turns white and drips in the ground, and he falls over dead. Oof. What on? Is this place still full of beasts? What's happening? It's a body, man. I mean, it's also a body, man. <laughs> I see. Are there any more? Is that... I'm nearly spent. I don't hear anything. And oh. Felipe goes and grabs a torch again and lights his torch on the oil lamp. And he goes inside this like beautiful bed chamber and lights oil lamp, lamp lanterns that are on the inside of this room. And you can see that there are rugs on top of rugs. And while it has not been kept very clean, it is dusty and it is dank. It is very high. It's a, it's, it's a noble's bedchamber, Jonas. It, it, it looks, it's different in style from what you might see in Monterre. It is clearly human in its aesthetics. There is a bed that is made for a human height, but it is so wide. It is like enough for seven or eight people to sleep on uh, at the same time. A ton of books and a ton of these poles. And uh, and Felipe just looks around and says, um, is this your book? And he reaches into another amphora and the amphora has a single book and then he pulls it out and it is your spell book. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You found it. And I, I grab it. And that amphora has a drawing on it. And it is a, uh, it looks like a small tunnel with a light. And it's just like a small cloud of books um, on, uh, on the amphora. How did it get here? This isn't, was this the work of that lady mage? Felipe, what, what, do, you, what do you know about this? Were they trying to journal my book? I don't know anything about this. Uh, and he looks at the drawings and he says, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's see. It's magic. This thing is magic. Look, look there. And there's a panel that is uh, on the, just a, on the other side of the amphora and he pops it open. It is the same control mechanism that was on the panel in the on the ramp it's got something to do with the light well i guess i don't know just get the books you want to get out of here i think we have cleared this mine we're gonna need we're gonna need people in here stationed to protect this place i'm gonna go look at the panel it's it, it looks just like the panel in the in the main room and it has the sort of spinning ladybone ball that's in it. Mm-hmm. And when you push down on it, this one is a little bit different in the sense that as you turn the lady bone ball, you're seeing different light wells. So you're not just controlling one light well, you're sort of looking through the light wells and, and you're, you're kind of futzing around with it. You could probably figure out how to do this thing with enough time. Um, but at this point it's, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like trying to learn to play PlayStation Four when you've never seen a, a video game machine before. It's, it's gonna, it would take some time for you. Sure, sure. Phil, Phil, near. Yes, I can, I can see 
other light wells through this. I, I, I do not know what form of magic this is. But if... Can you watch the whole mine from here? I... I, I it, it seems I can see everything. Maybe Brink was not as omnipotent as he presented himself to be. Maybe he simply tooled this mine with ways to see things. But perhaps we can use that to our advantage. Um, are there any other uh, entries into this room, Tom, or is this... It, it seems to be the end of the line. There are, you know, all the caves that have been cut in to the ramp. Um, but for now, that all seems quiet. Right, and but just for this room, this is sort of the end of it. This is the end of this room. Okay. And 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 Felipe Felipe looks around and is sort of looking at these things and he says At the very least, I think this is very valuable. And he starts to cast something and uh he walks over to a shelf of books and he just like scrapes the books off and puts it on this thing which is floating it's this small it's like a disc that is floating there and he says he says uh, i picked this up from kegaset and uh and he starts piling on as much as he can onto this this thing he says it only holds 500 pounds choose wisely wizard um we should we get should, out of here yes we will need it for abel's armor and and the stone as well well, if we if we have indeed secured this place, we we need to have it guarded, and we can we can come back. For now, I'd like to collect everything of Abel's, maybe a few books, and if I if if I if I can, I, I want to look around for like a small urn or spell scroll. Uh, a, a, a scroll tube or, or something. Yeah, you find something you're looking for. Sure. I, I, I mean, we've come so far from here. I, I, if I could collect his ashes, perhaps uh, we can bring them home. I think that would be well. I think we should. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna grab the grab the. Um, "Quote unquote urn that I found, and um, I see his uh, spear as we walk out. That we probably miss walking in. Let's say um, I'll just uh, do a big sigh and uh, go and go and touch it, and just say goodbye, old friend Felipe. I believe this is the spear Abel was carrying." you could carry it back for us it would be my honor and the disc follows behind him and when you get to the exit of the cave uh rollo's there and florin is there and um several other retainers and they send a few a few men in um and uh and you know, Florin, Florin wishes them well and uh, and treats them as though they're being sent to their death, um, and says, you, you know, 
stay here. Stay here until we come back. I'll send force. I'll send force in here, but we don't want to have to take this thing again. Run if you have to. And I assume you tell them what happened to Abel on the way back. And it's pretty somber. You know, it's, uh, um, I, I don't think either one of you quite realized it, but um, the folks of Lake and Hearth, you know, they knew you were a king, Jonas, and Filnir, they knew you had this like weird power that was tapping into something that they hadn't experienced before. But Abel was kind of one of them. You know, he was, he was, uh, he was the missing, the missing cleric that had not ever like come back after their, after their priest was cut down and in, in war. And, you know, this whole town has known so much death over the years and they do follow Tempest as well. And, you know, there's a big feast that night. Um, they send troops back out. Uh, Florin actually goes with them. Um, and uh, you guys get to recover some, um, you know, Percy is devastated by this and largely because he's like, we have to go and f- we have to find a new priest for you, master. I didn't think we were ever going to find anyone better than Bonrus, but we have, we had, we, we had, we, you know, and, and I never, I never viewed him in, in that way, Mister Percy. I wanted to use whatever I could to help give him more power, but he was, he was my friend. He was mine as well. A very fine man, and 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 Galwinia, um, you know, she tells you, Filnir some of the things that she heard about Abel beforehand. And, you know, she was never quite positive that you were traveling with the Abel Snowflower, the Abel Rock Brother. And, uh, and you know, at, 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 at dinner that night, um, uh, she stands up and she makes a toast. And, you know, she says, uh, she says, I, I believe that this valley, there's more to it than, than meets the eye. But there's also exactly what meets the eye in it. And and I feel I feel like we only got to scratch the surface of of this priest of Tempest and his practical outlook on the world and the fact that he was always willing to talk even to the lowliest of people. He was noble in carriage, but he was he was one of us. And so I he raise was. a glass. He was. And you all sleep not well. Several days go by of moping and recovering, and the dwarves have moved into the mine and they're super happy about it. They've figured out how to how to bring how to bring stone up. I, I think you're sort of listless a little bit. You know there's things to be done, but Abel was sort of the one who was sort of keeping you pointed in a direction and on the third night, Jonas, you are, you're awoken by a familiar voice and standing right next to you, over you, is a creature, a person with a white porcelain mask on 
and red, ruby red eyes on the mask. And what else, Sam? A black cloak that sort of comes down and and almost shadows the entire face. But the inner lining of it is, is bright white. So when it moves, you sort of see these flashes of white in the darkness. Uh, hello? Did I wake you? Wait. Yes. Who, who, who are you? What do you want? Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot. And I take the mask off and it is your half-brother Schnobik. What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck have you done? <laughs> this is my, uh, my traveling gear. Uh, Snow, helps, helps me leave the grove. What on what on earth have you have you broken her control? What on earth are you doing here? It's it's, it's good to see you too, brother. Uh, obviously, it's great. I'm just I'm I'm stunned. I've been trying to figure out a way to to help you, free you from how Snowbik. It is so good to see you. How? Ionis, I don't want to get sidetracked into this, but I've always had more freedom than you assumed. You you think I'm still some little brother that you have to take care of? I'm I'm living the life I've chosen. All right. Well, then, brother. What brings you here? News travels fast in the Underdark. Uh, The undead keep few secrets, if any, and dwergers gossip like old maids. News of your grief has reached the White Lady. I'm sure she was pretty happy to hear of my grief. Come to rub it in, have you? She's not happy at your grief, but she sees an opportunity. And what is that? She requires your service. You've acquired a fair bit of power in this valley, a fair bit of personal power yourself. She would like your assistance in a matter that is delicate and vital. Vital to? To her interests, of course. Would this have anything to do with the mine that we've just taken? None save that it is proof of your ability. The Alhoun is a dangerous foe. And, frankly, a fair bit of an asshole. <laughs> All right. Cut me intrigued. What would you have me do, Schnobik? Well, that is really for her to discuss with you. So am I, is there a meeting? There is. She has authorized me to uh, discuss the terms of your payment, your recompense. Recompense? She, and trust me when I say that proof positive of this will be given to you. I have seen it myself. 
She can return your priest to you. In, in, in what way? In exchange for what? <laughs> As for the manner I could tell you, you would not believe me. You will have to see it. In, in terms of the, uh, the task itself, I cannot discuss it here. She will relay it to you herself uh, only in her inner sanctum. Suffice to say that it is not counter to your current interests and uh, will not involve harm to any of your subjects. Snowbick, I'm sure it comes as no surprise that your free actions, as you so claim, have become rather a thorn in my side. <laughs> uh, and you as well, brother. May I be accompanied by my friend Filnir? I would expect nothing less. When would she like this meeting? As soon as we may depart. If you prefer to travel in the day, I can accommodate it. I do not prefer it. Just a moment. I go and wake up Filnir. Uh, he's incredibly hard to wake. It's almost like <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he's been slightly drugged, um, and and you you have to really you have to really like pound on him to get him up. Uh, uh, Snowbick, my my friend, he 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 will be along momentarily. Fill there, wake up, fill there. <laughs> 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 he, Sorry, he we're will... holding for the water heater, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Bath time. <laughs> Go ahead. Give it to me. Bath time, baby. Don't you want to take a bath? Bath time. <laughs> if uh, he will be along momentarily. Uh might I might we meet you outside in an hour? Mm. In the town square. Town Square. Very well. And he sweeps out of the room, and you notice he has uh, two rapier scabbards slung over his back, uh, but only one of them is filled. I just watch him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I was having a dream. Did you call me? I'm sorry, Phil, dear. I I understand. We've been through a lot. Uh, You will never believe who woke me and who is waiting for us outside. Really? It's, it, it's, it's Snowbick. Snowbick is here. He woke me up. He's outside. I don't believe you. I probably should have told him to leave. I understand how crazy this sounds, especially when it comes to my brother. However, <laughs> if, you would, if, if you've ever trusted me, trust me now. Might we have a bit of tea first? Some bula. Uh, um, we, I I told him we'd meet him I'm st- in in an hour. Okay, I'm still quite groggy. I'm sorry. Oh. It's, it's it's no worries. I would love to explain to you what's happening, and maybe you can talk me through it. Because honestly, I have no idea what to do. I can talk. I don't even understand what's happening. How can I talk you through it? But um, just give me a moment. Let me. I'll, I'll set the 
set a kettle on or something and make some tea, <laughs> drink some tea, wake up a little bit. While that's happening, I'll explain explain what's happening. Hopefully, it sounds too crazy to have made up. <laughs> okay, so let me make sure I have this straight. You're telling me Schnobik has leeway to leave when he wants, travels with a mask, and wants to set a meeting with you and the White Lady for some sort of service that would be of use to her. Is that... Is that right? Well, when you say it like that... (laughs) (laughs) Which we would be paid for. Yes? In some way, he said that she could return able to us. What? I, I do not know, and he will not let me know anything further. He said that... The white lady will explain all. My no. my thought is that we... This has been a giant question mark for quite some time. And this could be a way to get some questions answered. However, it is walking into the lion's den. Well, we've been there once before. We have. And I can get us out of there quite a bit faster than I could before. As can I. It seems also your brother, while he may not be on our side, is at least in some sense willing to help. Or perhaps he's simply a lure to get us into the mouth of the white lady, so to speak. But I'm not sure what choice we have. I would give nearly anything to get Abel back. As would I. And perhaps she is simply aware of that and taking advantage. And with me doubly so, because I'm also elated to have my brother back. I can't even imagine. Um, I suppose we should hear her out. Well, he said, it's better to leave at night. Let's... May I meet Schnobik? It's about that time. Uh, Shall we go? Let us go. Let's go. All right, we go to the town square to meet Shinobi. What are you doing out in the town square? Oh, by the way, um, several guards, like you see them walk like toward the town square because you're on you're on high alert. You guys are now, you know, Fort Lake and Hearth, for lack of right. a better word. Um, they see him. And they completely ignore him, almost like he's not even there. Um, but they acknowledge him. They sort of like nod at him as they pass. And Shnobik, what are you doing there? Give me, give me, paint me a picture of the Lake and Hearth Town Square. <laughs> so Lake and Hearth, there is a uh, um, uh, so close to the lake. It's weird that the central corridor would be a well but this is really built around a giant freshwater well that goes very 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 deep and so um, there are several places for people to drop buckets into this into this well here um, that the, the town square itself 
um, has room for a marketplace that uh, that Snowbick has never been to, but um, it or actually he may have been here before he he ventured out into the into the bramble. Um, but it's it's enough room for eight or nine uh, uh, traveling shopkeeps to set up right inside the square. The tavern has two buildings uh, that are at the north side, and then it's sort of flanked by a, a blacksmith shop, a sort of general goods store, and then there's apartments up above on each one of those two levels, like a, a small western square, places to tie your horses up. The road is gravel and quite nice. The actual square is grass and there's some trees growing up around the well. So in a in a shaft of moonlight sitting on the edge of the well with an one knee propped up kind of casually uh, and he has his sword out and he's there's just a shink, shink as he's sharpening it and you see you know this this faint rain of white sparks coming off of it. And as you get closer you can tell He's not actually holding anything in his hand. He's got this impossibly long, thin sword in this very dull, dark gray metal. And his hand, as he runs his hand across it, sort of sheds these, this white flame. And clearly the sword does not need to be sharpened. He's kind of doing this as a, you could call it a nervous tick or a, a meditation or just, you know, a habit that he's used to. Um, but he's sitting there passing the time, just shh, shh. Oh, Snowbick. Brother? Well, Snowbick. Hey, it's as I said, Filmier. Snowbick is here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a hard look up and down. Is his mask on or off? Off. And I, I, I stand up and give Filmier a, a similarly sizing up look. Does he look like the Schnobik that I've seen? He's cleaner. He's he's cleaner. He's in he, you you have not seen him in his sort of finery. Finery? Yeah, his his uh and let's not let's not kid ourselves. He looks like he's he's ready for a fight. Um uh he's got studded leather on underneath his mm-hmm thing you can sort of make that out um he has incredibly expensive looking boots made of some kind of leather that you don't recognize but they are light colored right sam yes yeah i mean you recognize him but okay. he doesn't look wild anymore at all he's actually very handsome here is the delicate moment of this diplomacy I've made you an offer, and if you believe me, then it's the most generous offer that's possibly ever been made to you. And if you don't believe me, I've given you the greatest offense I could possibly give. And now we see which it is. Snowbick, if we, if we go with you, what assurances can you give? None. Except my word and the white ladies, which, despite all our differences in the past, has never been broken. Schnobick, may I ask, what becomes of those who don't like the white ladies' terms? 
perhaps if he asks something that we cannot bring ourselves to do. He's thinking and I'm thinking. You may have to give uh, some assurances in return. She, the nature of the task she would give to you will also entail giving of certain secret knowledge that is not common knowledge in the valley. Um, what additional assurances she might require to ensure that that stays secret and safe, um, I do not know. So yes, there is some risk. Uh, but I assume there will be some uh, preamble. I've, I've merely been sent to make contact and to proffer our hand. Do we have assurances that if we are unable to come to an agreement with the white lady, that we will be allowed to leave unharmed? No. So we are to enter her domain, subjecting ourselves to whatever potential dangers there are within, on the hope that she might bring back a beloved member of our party who is now deceased with no chance to walk away should we not like the terms is that what you're telling me i'm not saying no chance to walk away i'm saying you will have to come to some agreement that i'm not authorized to confirm deny or make myself and <laughs> i know not what the consequences would be i've seen many who have crossed the white lady and uh, none have liked the outcome if you can disengage from this task without crossing her, Snowbeak. so be it. So none. Go ahead. The risk is not inconsiderable from your perspective, I understand. The reward is great. Not only in your feeling, this priest has the power to swing the balance of power in this valley. She would not give him to you lightly. Another guard walks past and nods his head at you all and says, Sir, are these men, are these men bothering you? Is he referring and to me and Ionis? The guard is speaking to Schnobick. Shit. No. no, it's, we're fine. Thank you. Well, good evening, sirs. Be well. well it's late. Do I recognize the guard? No. I mean, there's so many new people here. Um, uh, he, he doesn't, he, he, you do not recognize this guy. This is, this is a, a steady stream of new marshals have been coming into town. And you two kind of look like you just rolled out of bed or were camping out, right? Like you're not, like you're not your, this guy looks like a noble. Right. Although I can't imagine I wouldn't have come out like ready to leave if we were going to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had an I mean, hour. We, we had, had an hour. hour so I probably tea. got dressed and put my armor on. And I should, I should correct myself. You guys look like you're ready for the road. This guy looks like he's ready for a ball. Yeah. Okay. Snowbeak. Brother. Clearly. You have power that I do not understand. Clearly you have allegiances that are your own. 
And indeed, it seems you have everything you've ever wanted. But I need you to look at me. We grew up together. Should I go with you? Yes. And that's where we'll leave episode 59 of the Dungeon Dads podcast. Ooh, Sam. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, Sam. (laughs) You guys think we're going to have anything to talk about in the bonus? Yeah, Yeah, this is a boring one. Nothing at all. Yeah, it's boring. She just goes straight to 60. Uh, <laughs> no bonus next week, patron. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so- sorry. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, for all you uh, thinking about being a patron, jump in there. Lots yeah. of content. Lots it's a good one. Lots of content. Lots of content. To get it's in a good there. one. Uh, I mean, we just had about... a really good episode of MCM as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, especially that... after the, the previous episode. Yeah. yeah. There was a ton to talk about. It was real. Yeah. Real solid discussion. Anyway, uh, patreon.com slash dungeon dads. Drop us a review if you would, please, on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you can leave a five. Make sure you're subscribed. All our links in the show notes. Yeah, that's right. And some references when we make them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Although this one, pretty devoid of references. Uh, We'll find a few there in there. (laughs) Yeah, Sam was... We Quiet. got a little Alfred Lord Tennyson in the beginning, though. Yeah, so, we did. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. All right, everyone. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. toodaloo.